What is up with it, musical world? This is Adam. I am back all on my lonesome again. This time I am introing the episode that we cut off half of from last time. So this is the second half of the last episode that you heard. It's not really halves, though, because it's two different ideas. We just talked for a long time. Uh, we're going to be talking about albums, uh, specifically parts of albums that we think are unique and might give you a different perspective on an artist, and specifically a, a single song that might give you a different perspective on the artist. Um, hope you're excited about that. Uh, please join us for our discussion. everybody's favorite new segment deep dives so it's a segment recurring <laughs> i think so do you only want to turn the leaf on you too is that the only band that you wish people could turn the leaf on? no i honestly exactly felt about trying then, to, to turn the leaf on you too i feel like it's a lost cause and i don't want to sound like i only talk about you too i don't i don't but when you to... ask me if what i like to turn a leaf on a band i still thought of you too because i feel like they got a bad rap I think it would be a misrepresentation of you to not exactly. talk about YouTube. Fine, it could be a recurring segment, if only so that I can show I have more dimensions than a guy <laughs> who is a little too into YouTube. Which, by the way, I have tickets for June. Very excited. <laughs> Don't know if I mentioned that before. Doesn't matter if I have. So the funny thing would be, and I don't want you to do this, but if every time we do this segment, <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you just do more YouTube songs. Especially with the specific limitations that we've put on this segment, that would be an amazing bit. <laughs> okay. And admittedly, their catalog is long enough that you may be able to get, you may be able to do that a few times. I lost track, but I think they are on, I think they just released album 13 or 14. Yeah. So you could theoretically do it 13 times. With. That's fair. That's fair. So let me lay out the outline. One, we're going to pick a band that's popular. And so for me, it's Maroon 5. For Adam, it's U2, this week at least. Yeah. Um, and then you get to pick, I don't know what Livy's is, so I didn't <laughs> say hers. Um, she can be the special surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll figure it out as we get around to these. <laughs> but you get to pick one song from any album that's not one of the, it's not a well-known one. It shouldn't be like a top 10 song that everybody knows. So one that you could say, hey, go listen to this, and it would possibly interest you in like, oh, maybe I should listen to them more. Something that shows a different side or a different dynamic, right? Yes, yeah. as your song definitely shows a different side. <laughs> Um, and then the other p- part of this is you get to pick a back third of an album. And this is kind of a throwback to when we talked about album structures and the idea of you kind of get your hits out of the way early in the album. You have some middle stuff and then middle to the back, you get to explore a little bit more before you wrap up the album. And so my thought is you get to pick a back third of an album. Which album would you have somebody listen to? Like, hey, if you don't like their pop stuff, go listen to this. Maybe that would interest you. Mm-hmm. So, Adam, I know you feel passionately about this. Do you want to kick it off? Sure. I can definitely do that. All right. So my selection, we, I think we already mentioned that I picked you 2 once again to talk about. I feel like you 2 gets a bad rap. People uh, think they've got, like, 
Man, I don't even know. It's just so hard for me to look at it from an outside perspective. But like a little preachy. Um, a lot of. A little. <laughs> All right. Well. Just so we know, that was a joke, and I, I not only am a part of like the one organization, but I also had like the band for a while and nice. signed you yeah. know things when they occasionally asked and things like that. So, <laughs> so that joke comes from a good place. <laughs> so I think people consider them to be very preachy. Um, lots of like guitars with effects. Um, I mean, at this point, I don't, I don't mind saying that a lot of their newer stuff sounds very generic. Um, well, from like 2000 till today, they've been pumping out a lot of kind of samey stuff. Now, the album that I almost picked for um, different or unique album, you wouldn't like third of the album you wouldn't expect was one from 2009. So I have some contention there. But for the song that I think that you should listen to to get a different taste of U2, I picked the song Lemon from their 1993 album Zeropa. This was during the 90s when they were doing their weird, colorful, colorful ironic stuff. Um, it's just, it's in my top two of U2 songs. It's tied with another one for my favorite. Um, and listening to it, I would say personally, the first 30 seconds, you would not know it's U2. <laughs> yeah, Bono sings in this really high falsetto for most of the track. It's really fantastic. It's a song about how um, technology influences our lives and our relationships, but not in a way that's really trite and generic like a lot of songs now are. I was telling them earlier off air. I wasn't going to go into the whole story, but now that I've brought it up, set it up. It's because um, we're doing U2. He just can't resist. I know. I just, there's no filter. <laughs> As Bono's mom died when he was 14, and that was a really, really big loss to him, and lots of songs in their catalog are about the loss of Bono's mother. And sometime around when this, when they were working on stuff for this album, he found some 16mm footage that just wasn't wasn't very much footage at all, but it featured some shots of his, his mother, her a video of her wearing a, a lemon dress, and it just was a really striking moment to him how this piece of technology that he could have missed out on really connected him to this memory of his mother. Um, and so the song is kind of about that. And fitting with the theme of the album, um, it's not like apocalyptic, but it's very much the theme, like the concept of the album is very much near future, high technology sort of thing. So it fits in well. Um, but it, it's one of my favorites. I think it's really, really great. And it's just very un U2. It's kind of got like this 80s disco almost techno vibe it's really great yeah when i listen to it well let's do this well i guess we can't do that because we don't have video or anything to like show us doing thumbs up at the same time or something (laughs) so it should be one opinion than the other Mm -hmm. but for me it was interesting and it would have made me yeah i like that let me get more of that but my question is is there actually more of that in you two or there are more songs that he uses that falsetto sound, mm-hmm. and there was more stuff in the 90s that had a lot more of that dance sound, although not exactly in that techno okay, so there, disco vibe. But there yeah, is a more, little bit. more. There is more dance music, especially electronically influenced dance music, but not quite like that, and there is more stuff that features Bono's falsetto. Um, and that would be all their albums in the 90s, Akatong Baby, Zeropa, and Pop. Okay. Yeah. Levy, what'd you think? Would you would that song have made you want to listen to you two? I can't say that it would. That's fine. <laughs> I, um, 
I think I found it more interesting than, mm-hmm. you know, what I think of when I think you two. Um, so I guess it made me curious. I'd be like, oh, well, I'll flip through this album. And then maybe it would have hooked me. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it made me more curious than, yeah. uh, like, super into it. <laughs> So I guess you don't get like a 180 from Livy, but maybe like a quarter turn. <laughs> you get like a peer around the shoulder. <laughs> like, I get, I'll, I'll take 70 degrees out of 180. It's fine. Yeah. I had to think for a second. I was like, wait, shouldn't 90 be a quarter? I'm saying even less than a quarter turn. Just, I get that. I just need a glance. <laughs> Because that's how YouTube gets you. First you glance and then you're hooked. <laughs> yeah. Ironically, that's what Bono's you know new foundation is going after is hooked YouTube fans. Ooh, it's got to stop someday. Fight it. <laughs> I don't know why when you said foundation I thought about makeup. <laughs> is, he, is Bono going to turn into like an 80s rocker like Kiss? Just... Okay, during this period, he did have multiple personas, and one of them, he would paint his face totally white and put on devil horns, and like a, um, it wasn't sequined, but it was like a shiny suit, and he called himself Mr. McFisto, as in, like, kind of like a nickname off of uh, Mephistopheles. Save it for the YouTube podcast. Uh, sorry. <laughs> All right, Livy. Now, you don't, you don't necessarily have, well, we'll circle back. So, I honestly forgot what mine was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think about what it should be. All right, well, good. Now you've got time. Livy. Well, I had I was deciding between two people, and maybe you guys can help me. Are we, we are talking specifically about popular artists, or could this be more of, like, if you're jumping into someone? Because I can go either way. I mean, if you want to take think... it to a really snooty place and put a more classical composer me... in there, you can. No, it's not a classical composer. They're both... If you're going to gatekeep classical music i don't know if i can get behind this but you do you i'm not i just need instruction well i guess like you don't necessarily have to do when i was saying popular i didn't mean popular as in pop music i meant popular as in there's a community that at least knows about this person yeah um i'll go with it then i was considering doing jack johnson but i seriously have no strong feelings about him i just listened to his yeah, music ryan. Out. <laughs> shout out to ryan who apparently <laughs> loves jack johnson but no, i am gonna go toe to toe on that one like i haven't listened I to him, him consistently since high school oh. i just needed someone but i then just i had to be reminded of who my favorite artists were because i don't listen to them often enough but um i found uh I was thinking about it and sleeping at last have either of y'all heard of sleeping at last okay so they're not like super popular but they do i think some like soundtracks and i found them somehow don't remember how but they've been one of my favorite bands for a really long time um it's started with one or two guys and they bring in instrumentalists you know every now and then but it's basically like an instrumental group that does vocals occasionally and so of their music they've put out like tons and tons and tons of albums because they were doing this project where they put out an album for every month so there's a lot to get through when you first look at them and i was going through spotify to see what their most popular songs were and none of their most popular songs was the music that i really liked so i kind of was like oh this might apply they do a lot of covers and they do a lot of instrumentals 
um, and that's what's really popular for them. But what I really like are these two albums. One is called Atlas Light. Um, they did this whole series. Atlas was the name of the series, and so they had like uh, an Atlas planets, uh, Atlas countries, that kind of thing, and they would have albums where um, they had one of those oceans, and so there was a track named for each ocean and that kind of thing, and this one was just called Atlas Light, and it was very vague or whatever, but it's uh, one of the few albums that has songs with a vocal part in it, and so they're just kind of your typical song. But that's what I would recommend to someone. If I was saying, like, you should check out this band and this is where you should start, um, is this album called Atlas Light. And it's only, like, five songs. But uh, specifically the song Light on that album is, like, my all-time favorite song from them. And flipping through Spotify, it, it's not even on Spotify. So apparently people don't appreciate it. <laughs> but... Yeah, they have tons and tons of music, so if anyone ever did stumble upon them, there would be a lot to sift through, and if it didn't grab you immediately, you probably would get a little turned off by it, because a lot of their instrumental stuff has a very similar vibe, which is just sort of like vaguely like film music-esque, like just kind of background music. Um, and so the few albums that they have with like vocal parts on it that are more just like song songs uh, are really good. The second album that's... My second favorite is called Storyboards, and it's two of their earlier albums, so you have to kind of go through and apparently go off of Spotify now to find it somewhere else. It's like my all-time fave from mm-hmm. them. Are they on YouTube? They are on YouTube. Uh, Storyboards is on Spotify. I checked. I don't know why Light is not anymore. They have like a lot of the other stuff from the Atlas series. Um, they did three years of it. It's really weird. You have to like read about it to understand what was going on. I didn't know that it was a series until I did, but uh, a lot of the, excuse me, a lot of the stuff from the first year seems to have gotten taken down, and that's what that album was in. So, Odd. yeah, it's sad because I would put it back on my Spotify. I was like, why isn't this on here? I do still like them. I listen to their music, but apparently it's gone. But that would be my recommendation to someone who like either hadn't heard of them or was like I didn't find their music very interesting I care more about them than Jack Johnson so I decided to go with that I really have no strong feelings about him I, I, think, I think he writes music for you not to have strong feelings about like are you like, supposed to put it on and be like that's pleasant and then just leave it on until the album ends and you realize there isn't music playing anymore I'm gonna say, if you do want a recommendation Ryan I would say go back and listen to the album that Banana Pancakes is on but start with Bell so the last third of that album that would be my Jack Johnson recommendation that no one needs. <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of agree with that. There's there's a certain quality of you put it on and then all of a sudden you realize, like, oh, 12 tracks have gone by. <laughs> wow, that was fast. Or that somehow Spotify has started you on, like, two hours of Jack Johnson and you just never quite noticed. I just don't like any, I don't like that vibe at all. I can't do it. I'd Sorry. say Bell is the Being only carefree. song of his that has a different vibe. Yeah, that's I, don't like, I don't like his whole barefoot on the beach thing, considering I do not like being barefoot or on the beach. So He's not requiring you to be either of those nah, things. That's, that's what he's going for, though. Is, is this really pent-up aggression towards Jimmy Buffett? Is that what this is? I was going to say, I don't think I like Jimmy Buffett either, because I also don't like the beach. <laughs> like, is it because you're more Hawaiian like, shirts and drinking? Like, None of those are on my list either. Is it because you think that James Taylor did Margaritaville better? Because... I have to disagree with you. I don't know is, if I've actually wait, heard Margaritaville. Was he first? Nor did I know Sorry, that James Mexico. Taylor. 
I was about to be like, did James Taylor sing Margaritaville? No, but um, he definitely the, didn't write it. As he the story, from one of his the story that I've heard, shorts. Jimmy Buffett wrote Mexico for James Taylor, and then James Taylor was super successful with that song. And oh. Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett, Buffett was wanted up, it back. Yeah, and so he just like sang it on his own album. He wanted some of that Mexico money. <laughs> some of that peso. Yeah. <laughs> really bad setup for myself. Peso's the only way I know, I guess. I... <laughs> so, Seth, what do you got? Well, I've got Maroon 5, and while there are plenty of things I feel like to choose from on like the first three albums, the I would say go listen to Secret from Maroon 5 Songs About Jane. Although, I'd also say really any track that's not the four ones that you would know so harder to breathe sunday morning uh this love or she will be left there we go (laughs) yes (laughs) wait those are all on the same album yeah Hmm. i don't know any of those except she will be loved (laughs) really yeah you've shown me sunday morning i think but that's it um although i would say in general as i was pointing out to adam and livy earlier there's some odd harmonization that goes on in the first album that kind of continues for a few albums, but seems to have gone away more. But it's just, it seemed like an odd, like, huh, this seems maybe like there's not necessarily more musicianship, but it does seem like, oh, there's more thought going into this than just, all right, I'm going to sing this melody over these chords. Yeah, but I do I think... Did, oh, um, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, you also mentioned this, and you were saying maybe that's just like an early 2000s or late 90s thing, and I think there could yeah. definitely be some merit to that. <laughs> yeah, no, because the most recent album, I just thought, wow, T-Swift and Maroon 5 just seem <laughs> to really get on the same train of this is what music will be now. Yeah. And it's just like, oh... Although, I guess... I'm also like biased to early 2000s. Yeah. I don't even know if it's like rock is the right term because it's so much, it's not as edgy as that, but like mm-hmm. Frey, early Maroon 5. It was um, like alternative just, uh, rock. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's not like the alternative of today. No. It was like... <laughs> or even the alternative of the late 2000s. It was yeah. all very a gray area. <laughs> yeah, so that's, for whatever reason, the sound that I like. So, but yeah, Secret by Maroon 5. What about you two? Did, did it at least like interest you for the first 30 seconds where you don't hear Adam singing at all and you're just probably thinking, wow, this is interesting. I don't know what this is, but... Yeah, I thought it was really weird. I had never heard that song before. <laughs> I definitely liked the, the harmonies. And there are a couple of, like keyboard parts in there that I really enjoyed, like some different synths and stuff. It wasn't mm-hmm. what I normally expected out of Room 5. So yeah, I liked it more. More being the optimal <laughs> word there. <laughs> Not enough for a leaf turn is what you're saying. Say another no. 70 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if we got to 50 degrees on that. <laughs> Just kind of sneered. I mean, this is the question. Am I going to go look up Maroon side, B-side, Maroon, Maroon 5 B-sides right after we finish recording? Yeah, probably not. 
Yeah, but that's just because given enough time, I'll just play it at some point. For you. That's also <laughs> true. And then, I don't know, just ever worry about going out of my way to find new Maroon 5 stuff. <laughs> so We have a, a white erase board in the office that says days without a workplace hearing about Maroon 5, and it's currently at zero. <laughs> you know, the thing that they don't know is there's a really crummy chalkboard in there that you can't fully erase things that you've written on. <laughs> you can just move the chalk around. <laughs> Eventually, you will create a thin layer. <laughs> well, it's like a reverse etch a sketch. When you write, the chalk goes away, <laughs> and you have to put it back to write on it again. It's not far off. So, Adam was kind of talking about um, Maroon 5's B side album, which it's odd that it's called that. I don't, I think it was released like a whole year later. If you were looking for something that's kind of what they normally do but to me in general is a different sound than they go for and I guess in contrast to the songs about Jane it's different and it's also not where they've ended up but the B-side collection is six songs I think one of them figure it out is on the whatever the second album's called which is funny because growing up, I did not like the second album. It was like, what happened? <laughs> I love the first album so much. But now that we've made it through like five or six, it's like, no, oh, you know, that second album was all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the B-side. It's either the B-side or the B-side collection, but it's like six songs. I think they're all worth listening to, fun to sing along, so... That's my back third, and unfortunately, it also happens to be a whole album. But I made the rules, so I felt okay with doing <laughs> that. Adam, if you could pick a third of an album, and you said earlier that there's not really a good like back third to a U2 album. Yeah, so that's the thing. These boys really, really like the front load an album. <laughs> Looking through it, they've done that pretty much consistently on like definitely 8 out of 14, but probably closer to 13 or 14 out of 14. Just very front-loaded. Like, there's very few songs that I love, and songs that I feel fit well with the, like, the album as a whole. Still pretty good. But as far as big hits, or like, oh man, I'm gonna pop off 10 of my favorite U2 songs, they're gonna come from the front of all of their albums. <laughs> so, that being said, I just decided to pick one that's just really different, and if the point is to introduce people to a different dimension or side of U2 they wouldn't have expected... I'm going to have to go with what I said I didn't choose earlier, but then I forgot and I might have repicked. Uh, I'm going to go with the one from 2009, No Line on the Horizon. Um, <clears throat> I feel like this is the only album from 2000 to today that U2 has released that has been more experimental and less predictable. Um, their album from 2000 was great. It got them back on the map. album from 2004 was one of my least favorite but it somehow won the grammy for best album but that's more about the grammys than it is about you too <laughs> let's be real um i mean they did curates that year <laughs> <laughs> and then this one came in 2009 and it was a departure from the other things that they'd done and to be honest there's some clunkers on here there's the middle section of the album is not so hot the beginning very good as always middle not so hot but the ending just has some really, really different stuff on it that I don't think that you would have expected to pop up in a U2 album. Um, and so there's four songs that are uh, just pointing out. There's one that's like really ambient and atmospheric that I think is really cool. Still like a lot of rock, a lot of guitar driven, 
but it's just sounds a lot bigger and has a lot more space to it than most of their songs. Uh, one is they took the melody from the hymn O Kami Kami Manua and they put their own words on it about a soldier um, dying in battle somewhere. That's very moving. Breathe is a super intense rock song that doesn't even sound like U2 for most of it. Um, I also just love this one for personal reasons. It was really, um, it meant a lot to me um, when I first started listening to it and stuff. And then the, the final one um, is okay. It just doesn't, it's, I really don't love it, but it doesn't sound like U2. And it's another one of those story songs where he's singing from a very different perspective. And so for that reason, I, I'm going to nominate the last four songs on No Line on the Horizon as the last third of a U2 album that you should check out. Cool. Libby? That is the loudest dog in the world. You have to give her to that. <laughs> she did so good for she did a really so long good. time. In her defense, I've got an hour 22 on the clock, so... Did you get water on his bag? Who's a good girl? It's not the worst thing she's done to me today, so that's fine. <laughs> she verbally assaulted you earlier. <laughs> so, Libby, which I guess you kind of gave us an album. Yeah, my, I mean, I named that specific song is my favorite, but um, like I said, the Light album is only like, five or six songs, so it constitutes kind of back third. <laughs> Even though it's a whole album. Um, Any of the other Atlas albums that were worth looking at? or Well, they're all... They're, like, really cool conceptually. Um, again, especially at first glance, a lot of their music sounds similar. It all has a very similar vibe to it. Um, at least... Uh, similar concept albums have similar sounds to them. Um, there's a few that are like supposed to sound really striking in one way or another. Um, like there's a dark album that sounds very different from the light album, uh, that kind of thing. But just in general, a lot of the stuff that's kind of geographic, like there's a continents album and oceans album, it's all just very sort of chill, acoustic, instrumental music. Um, so like the swell season. I don't know. <laughs> My guess would be no. I don't know. Because uh, their music, it sounds unique to me. It's it's different than a lot of other, like, just acoustic charts um, that I've heard. Because there's, like, some, uh, not electronic aspects, but, like, synthesized instruments or whatever that make it sound a little interesting. Okay. Um, but even I think a lot of their music sounds pretty similar. But, like, just looking through the... Uh, albums in the series can be pretty cool and like some of their shorter albums in general like the oceans one where there's only seven songs and they're not usually long um it can be cool to sit down and like listen to it and even though they it might be subtle like hearing the takes on it and it's pretty uh very just open to interpretation like the song about the pacific nothing in it would be like oh that's the pacific ocean it's just interesting you know more is it ambiguous or yeah it's all it's all just ambiguous but um that's why i like the album light so much not only because it's different just by having the vocal part and having a different sound to it than their more atmospheric instrumental stuff but um 
like it having the vocal part makes it less ambiguous um and it's just very different than their um purely instrumental albums i think the feel of it is different and the fact that it's called light the point of the album was to be very upbeat and like uplifting um and i think it nails it and i really like upbeat like music that's supposed to sound upbeat and uplifting if it's the right genre of like acoustic mm -hmm. and folksy a little bit and this like hits all my check marks basically for music that yeah. i like and so it's my favorite album by far but all of their albums are worth like checking out conceptually it's really cool their whole series that they've done again don't know if it's all on spotify anymore but it's easy to find if you just look them up but i don't think they have any other specific back thirds of albums that i would particularly recommend it sounds like theirs are fairly concise though that you can kind of just say go listen to this one yeah um they have again tons and tons of albums uh their covers are pretty cool you could i wouldn't i don't know it well enough to recommend some of their less popular covers versus more popular i think they have a cover of chasing cars that's one of their top singles or top hits on spotify um but i know that there's others that might be less popular that are really good so their covers are also interesting they're not instrumental but um yeah just like checking them out in general but my recommendation would be light both for my one song and for my sort of short bit of an album i really enjoyed talking about our deep dive topics yeah. um i think we'll put the back third of albums what we picked and one i don't know if it's going to be a poll or a comment or whatever but i would i think we could do something like a poll for one and we could have our listeners comment on you know or vote like yes this made me more likely you know i went and listened to this and it made me more likely than the other options to turn me on to you know something and we'll do the back third is a separate one and to all our listeners out there i would say comment on those with you know is there a back third of an album that you think you know people should go listen to to get interested into a band or if you could change somebody's view of a band with one song what is that one song adam lippy final thoughts anything else i'm great yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, think, I think that's, that's about it. All right, well, uh, keep listening. Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs>